future. We're talking real money. Time for another daily edition of Talking Real Money. Hello again. I'm Don McDonald. Wow, what a bad day for stocks again. I'm not going to get into the specific numbers because they don't really matter. Although the specific numbers did look pretty depressing, particularly when you look at that thing that people call the market. Oh, please stop, please. It's not the market. I wish we could all stop referring to the Dow. And I'm just as guilty, although I have to, because the radio station on which I do the morning reports wants the Dow. I try to make fun of it. I try to call it the old-fashioned Dow or the merely 30-stock Dow. But it's the number people pay attention to, and it always sounds really scary because it's always in the hundreds. But it's based on a on an index that's an index, a market that's in the tens of thousands. So it's all relative. But needless to say, if you were paying any attention, which I hope you weren't, it was a bad day. Stocks down about, I don't know, the 2% range in the U.S. Why doesn't matter? This is what happens. This is part of the process. It's normal. So we're going to talk a little bit about getting your head straight when these happen, because days like this wear on you. It's painful. And also, in every edition of Talking Real Money Daily, we're going to try and answer your questions if you call them in, 2855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255, or you can just type them in through the contact form at TalkingRealMoney.com. Again, that number, 855-935-8255, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Just leave your question there. Now, let's talk about maintaining your perspective. When stock prices have been, and remember, everything is past tense, when stock prices have been heading lower for what feels like an eternity because you're living it, it is essential that you step way, 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 way back and look at the bigger historical investing picture to get some perspective. And let's start by understanding this is a basic fact of investing. The global stock market, which represents the global economy, cannot lose its entire value. It's impossible. It cannot go to zero in any scenario short of the near extinction of the human species. Therefore, stock prices in aggregate, bunching them all together, cannot decline more than they rise over a long period of time. In short periods of time, sure they can. Therefore, just following this to its logical conclusion, stocks must rise more overall than they fall, and a patient, properly, properly diversified investor, there's a lot of P words, will eventually make money on their equity investments, period. It's the way it's, it, it has to work that way. Then there's something else you need to be aware of. The odds. The odds are actually really, really good for stock investors. The odds of the entire U.S. stock market suffering from a decline for an entire calendar year has historically been one in four. 
Now, here's some great numbers. Since 1926, and that's really about as far back as we can go and have the broad-based numbers that come from CRSP. That's the Center for Research in Securities Pricing. Uh, they That's from the University of Chicago, and they've looked at the numbers of all, 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 all the stocks that have traded since 1926 in the United States. And all U.S. equities have lost money in just 24 of those years. We're looking at almost a century, 24 of those years. And of those 24 down years, in only six of those years have those losses been in excess of 20%. To put that in perspective, the thing we're trying to get, in 36 years, the market gained 20% or more. So in 36 years, the U.S. stock market gained 20% or more, and only in six did it lose 20% or more. And get this, not only do rising years outnumber the losers, the extent of the gains in the rising years is far higher than the losses. In only one single year, and that was way back in 1931, has the entire U.S. stock market ever lost more than 40%. Yes, the S&P 500 has had a worse year. That was in 2008. But the entire U.S. stock market has not lost more than 40% in any year except 1931. However, stocks have gained more than 40% in four years, four to one. The best year was in 1933 where stocks gained about 57%. So here's the attitude you need. Well-diversified equity investing is not gambling. It's just not gambling. What you perceive to be risk, and we call it that a lot, which is probably doing the word a bit of a disservice. What we perceive as risk is really only temporary volatility and if you understand your turbulence tolerance, your volatility tolerance, then you're going to be a better investor. You're going to stay invested. You're not going to get panicked out. And that's why go to TalkingRealMoney.com or Vestry.com and take the risk quiz. I'm telling you, there's no obligation. You're not going to get pestered, and it doesn't cost a penny. And it will give you an idea of where you are in terms of your ability to Stay comfortably invested. It's really valuable, and it should really help you out, particularly in markets like this. If you're really uncomfortable, you're not properly invested. Now we're going to take a quick call. 855-935-TALK is our number, 855-935-8255. For stocks that are lo losers, I understand I have to hold them for a year before I can deduct them as a loss. How do I decide what ones are losers uh, or how much is a loser? I mean, is anything negative number, whether I should get rid of it or not? And what is my deadline for getting rid of it and proving that I've held it for a year? Well, capital losses are interesting. You're, when you talk about a holding period, we're really talking about capital gains. For capital losses, holding periods don't matter much, if at all. Let's, uh, they do matter in terms of gains. A long-term gain is taxed at a lower tax rate than a short-term gain. A short-term gain is taxed as ordinary income, anything held less than a year. But 
losses are different. They don't really matter. Losses directly offset gains. Whether they're short-term or long-term losses, they directly offset long-term or short-term gains. And after you've offset all of your gains for the year, after that point, up to $3,000 per year, and these can be carried forward if you have big, big, big losses, can be used to offset your ordinary income over and above your capital gains. That could be dividends, income from securities or earnings. So that's kind of nice. You don't have to hold a loss for a certain amount of time, so don't worry about it. Uh, typically, people take capital losses at the end of the year. And by the way, what a loss is, it's if you, <laughs> whatever you paid, your adjusted cost basis, what you paid for the stock, plus commissions or any expenses, uh, if the value of it today is lower than that, then you've lost money and you have a capital loss. Only you can decide when the appropriate time is to take a loss. And generally, you take a loss only when you need to offset a gain. And then you try to replace that with a similar security, but not identical, so that you don't invoke the wash sale rule, which doesn't allow you to buy the same security back until 31 days later can't take the loss if you buy back 31 days later so it doesn't matter when you take it but again traditionally people wait till the end of the year they look and see if they have some losses they look and see what kind of gains they have during the year that they're going to get taxed on and they do some tax planning to try to offset that plus maybe get a little buffer against ordinary income to reduce that again the number call anytime 855-935-TALK thanks so much for calling and being a part of talking real money and uh Next week, we'll have both a combination of our longer ones, which run about 40 minutes, which come from the show on Saturdays, and the new shorter Talking Real Money daily events like this one. We'll have another one for you tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening. Please spread the word. If you like what you hear, leave us a review on one of the podcast services and subscribe absolutely subscribe so you get these coming to you all the time also if you want more information on anything we do if you're looking for our risk quiz if you're looking for information on how to choose an advisor if you need an appointment with an advisor just to ask some questions all of that and a whole lot more can be found at talkingrealmoney.com talkingrealmoney.com thanks for listening i'm don mcdonald talking real money that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a family registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening and please visit talkingrealmoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now?